Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Welcome to another episode of The Daily Boogie. Thanks for joining us. I hope you're doing well. It's an absolute pleasure to be speaking with you once again. Just before we get into it, just a quick reminder, tomorrow night, the live free-for-all on Periscope, Stream Me, YouTube, or you can just follow me on Twitter if you want to get the links, at Boogie Bumper. Uh, We go live at 11 p.m. Eastern, so hopefully you can stick around. I know it's late, but always, yeah, I mean, you always have more fun after midnight, right? (laughs) Don't pretend like you don't. If you're, if you're not the kind of person that doesn't have more fun after midnight, then you're probably not going to like the free-for-all. But if you do miss it, if you are a morning person, then of course you can always get the podcast later on. I also want to thank people, uh, the great response from yesterday's podcast. Uh, a lot of new subscribers, um, a lot of people got in touch and said how much they enjoyed it. Um, unfortunately for you, I'm afraid today we are going to go back into outrage porn. <laughs> Perhaps perhaps poking a little fun at outrage porn as much as we can. I mean, these are very serious, very serious matters, very serious topics. But back to outrage porn we go nonetheless. But I want to thank you guys for reaching out and thanks for the the good returns from yesterday's show. Um, by the way, if you want to become a supporter of the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. And if you want to become a subscriber... If you enjoy the show, please do hit the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. Got a lot of stuff to get into today. So let's do it. So once again, like always, I was wasting some time perusing around the corporate press, the regular traps, the regular digs, the regular rags, looking for something maybe a bit different, something a bit out of left field. Well, not too far out of left field, hopefully. (laughs) looking for something that maybe breaks the mold a touch. Um, unfortunately, I didn't find what I was looking for, but I did find something interesting nonetheless, which we should go through and pull apart somewhat. Our first article today, of course, you can always find all of the links in the show description. Our first article today comes from the HuffPo, one of my personal favorites. Doctors say using tear gas on migrant children can have severe long-lasting effects. Medical experts say tear gas can cause serious physical and psychological harm in children. Well, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that one bit. Of course, you can note already straight away in the headline, uh, the inference that's being created here, doctors say using tear gas on migrant children, as if the boy targeting the migrant children, <laughs> like the migrant children had targets on their backs. No, ignore ignore the men breaking a hole through the wall. Ignore the men charging across the ravine. No, target the children, sir. Sir, we must char- target the children. That's the weakest point in the invading army. <laughs> we must go after the children. This is, of course, the way the conversation would have gone down. No doubt about it. Um, but, of course, like I, I don't have any doubts that uh, tear gas can have serious physical and psychological downsides in children. Just for some context, though, I want to show you this article. 
from Reader's Digest, 10 toxic things you didn't know you were feeding your kids. And one of these, under one of them, pesticides. Toxic chemicals are commonly, commonly used to kill pests on many fruits and vegetables young children like to eat. One of the top issues I'm working on is getting a very toxic pesticide named chlorpiferous out of the food supply, says Miriam Rotkin-Elman, MPH, a senior scientist with the National Resources Defence Council. Quote, the testing that's been done for residue finds it on apples, berries, melons, even on the inside, oranges, bananas, the kinds of fruits that are on the table for our children. The science, the science shows, she says, that the pesticide is toxic to the developing brain of children. There are a number of studies linking exposure to the pesticide to learning disabilities and increased behavioural problems like attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and other problems because the developing brain is so sensitive. Now, I bring up that article not to minimise in any way the effect that tear gas may have on children, but just to highlight the fact that because children are indeed children, in many cases, it would be almost just as harmful, perhaps just as dangerous to throw a banana or a watermelon at them and have them sit down and eat it, thanks to the pesticides that can be found on those fruits, compared to tear gas. And fruits are a little more common. I just thought I'd throw that in there for a little bit of context. You see, because, because children are so delicate, because children are children, because there are a lot of toxic, uh, toxic chemicals washing around in our environment on, a, on an everyday basis, you will always be able to find a doctor or an expert to say X is harmful to Y. No doubt about it. This is not some groundbreaking work being done here by the Huffington Post. It is merely stating the obvious. Of course, as you will see by the time I get to the end of this piece, it's stating the obvious for rather dramatic and somewhat political effect, evidenced by the quotes themselves. Quote, US border agents fired tear gas Sunday at a group of Central American migrants that included children, an assault that has medical experts worried. An assault. See the use of the language there, an assault. Uh, one, may, one may argue objectively, that this was a defensive action rather than an aggressive assault. Uh, the, the nature of assault is that you are being aggressed upon. Now, if you are indeed storming a, you know, a border or a defensive structure, if you are charging towards somebody else, perhaps even throwing rocks at them, and they fire tear gas to break up the crowd, would you be able to characterize that as a quote-unquote assault? I guess it depends on the perspective you're looking at it. President Donald Trump and other US officials said the chemical spray, because of course chemicals sounds worse than tear gas, was required to keep hundreds of asylum seekers from forcefully crossing the border from Tijuana. Now they say, again, President Donald Trump and other US officials said the chemical spray... Did they say the chemical spray was required or was tear gas required to keep asylum seekers? That Now, asylum seekers isn't even putting quotation marks. We've seen interview after interview with people who are quote-unquote alleged asylum seekers declare to the world proudly that we are not criminals, we are migrant workers. 
We are workers. We are looking for a better life. And strictly speaking, technically, according to even the UN's own definition, that does not qualify you as an asylum seeker, unfortunately. According to international law, right now, as of recording this podcast right now, if you're looking for work, you are an economic migrant, you are not an asylum seeker. But the Huffington Post feels they're happy just to lie and just to state hundreds of asylum seekers. They have no idea who's an asylum seeker and who isn't. They merely just tell you that hundreds of them are asylum seekers with no evidence whatsoever, no argument whatsoever presented. From forcefully, yet they're going to happily quote doctors. From forcefully crossing the border from Tijuana, Trump denied that tear gas was used on the children, despite photographs and videos that show it was. Oh, okay. If you actually look at the photograph that is posted with this article, and again, I'm not trying to sound harsh. I'm sure it was, you know, you know, a, a terrifying experience for children. I'm not denying that. But if you look at the actual photograph that they've posted, it's a very open air place and the the quote-unquote children running away from the tear gas are at least 30 feet from it, running in the opposite direction. If you look in the background, you'll see people casually standing around. You'll see cameramen with tripods set up. You'll see other people talking on telephones, and you'll see other people up at the fence casually walking up and down looking for gaps in the fence. Not quite bedlam. The foreground to the background of the image they strike very, very different emotional poses indeed. So I I would suggest it's probably not a good idea to reference the photo, to say, look at the photo, because if one actually looks at it, well, all of a sudden, the, the emergency of the situation that's being presented here by the author somewhat dissipates, just slightly. Doctors told HuffPost that the border agents unnecessarily subjected children to a chemical agent that can have serious physical and psychological health effects, just like bananas, just like melons, just like apples. Again, the use of the term chemical agent. Doctors told, border, uh, doctors told HuffPost that the border agents unnecessarily subjected children. Now, why would they say it was unnecessary? Has the doctor ever been in a situation guarding a border? How can the doctor tell the border agent who is actually there on the scene, the law enforcement official, what's necessary and unnecessary force from their position in a doctor's office somewhere else? Isn't that a little presumptuous? You'll soon find out. Alan Shapiro, Chief Medical Director at Terra Firma, a program that treats immigrant children, said the migrants in the caravan should be able to enter the US without being subjected to physical or emotional trauma by the federal government. Everybody should just be let in. That's why it was unnecessary, because everyone should just be allowed in. I declare that this use of tear gas was completely unnecessary. Why was it unnecessary? Because why do we even have a border at all? Why aren't they just allowed in? Any, any attempt to stop people just willfully entering your country is completely unnecessary. Of course. 
why if there was nothing stopping people illegally entering the country, then you know that's not that's not going to be like it's not going to mean that extra people are just going to show up and come in. Trying to stop people from illegally entering your country is completely unnecessary. You shouldn't have to do it at all. People will just wander up and down the border, whistling, <laughs> never once setting foot on the hallowed turf of the United States. This is the doctor, quote, Throwing tear gas at children is not immigration policy. Separating children from their parents is not immigration policy. Shapiro said, it's torture. Okay, again, I'm not going to argue. Uh, separating children from parents isn't ideal. Nobody likes it. Unless, of course, uh, you know, the children um, perhaps being abused by the parents or something of that nature. I mean, you know, not to sound particularly harsh, but one may be able to argue that taking your, your children, five years old, three years old, perhaps a baby in your arms, up to a barbed wire fence where your comrades are throwing rocks at armed guards, armed border agents, whilst they load tear gas canisters into their launchers, whilst your comrades att- attempt to breach the border so as to enter the country illegally, one may say that that kind of behaviour is not necessarily good for children either, putting them in that situation, putting yourself there. Is that necessarily the federal government's fault that you're there with your kid at that time? I mean, do, any, do people have any moral agency or thoughts of their own anymore? Or are we going to assume that everybody in this caravan is merely some kind of automaton, unthinking, robotic creature that can't, you know, assess danger in any way and more than that would do whatever it takes to keep their children out of danger. I mean, if they're escaping danger, if they're escaping danger in the countries that they came from, one would think that they would be somewhat accustomed to what a dangerous situation looks like rather than marching right up to a dangerous situation with the cameras looking on, on tripods, ready to capture the action. Again, I'm not trying to sound harsh. It's not my intention. The other problem here that I find is the good doctor, I think, I think it would be unwise to say that the good doctor is a stupid person. Obviously, if you are a doctor, you have to have a modicum at least of, you know, you have to be reasonably intelligent. And I would suggest highly intelligent in order to go through the various training and the various testing that's required to become a doctor. So that leads me to only one conclusion, that the doctor, whilst being very intelligent, is also being specifically misleading, deliberately misleading. Because you see, throwing tear gas at children is not immigration policy. Fair enough. But these people are not immigrants. Because if we're talking about migrant, let, let me show you the, di- the difference in definition. A migrant is defined as a person who moves from one place to another, especially in order to find work or better living conditions. An immigrant is defined as a person who comes to live permanently in a foreign country. 
So you see the problem here. Governments have immigration policies. They cannot write immigration policies for unknown masses of people who arrive unwelcomed and uninvited. People who do not fit into the immigration policy arrive not part of the immigration policy. The migrant is coming of their own free will. They are moving toward you. You are not drawing an immigrant from another place to fulfill some kind of work need or some kind of role or to add some kind of value to the economy or something of that nature, whatever it is. An immigration policy is about selecting these people over here for this work or these people from this country and we will take X amount. We will take so many thousands of people from here, here and here, here because we have shortages perhaps in the labour market in this area, this area, this area, or we need more doctors or we need more plumbers. So we'll go to this country and that country and we'll take a specific amount. That's an immigration policy. The doctor, who I'm sure is not an idiot, rather in an idiotic way, says throwing tear gas at children is not immigration policy. Separating children from their parents is not immigration policy. You're damn right. Because people showing up on your border, unannounced, unaccounted for, unvetted, and uninvited, is also not part of immigration policy. Again, I'm sure he knows the difference. And I'm sure this is a deliberate manipulation. The article goes on. Tear gas, a chemical weapon that is banned on battlefields in almost every country. A chemical weapon. Donald Trump used chemical weapons on migrant children, ladies and gentlemen has a particularly harsh effect on children because of their weaker respiratory systems, according to doctors, and and I would add, and anyone with a brain. Which is, again, a pretty good reason why you shouldn't take children to, you know, violent, perhaps, perhaps violent situations where tear gas may be thrown. Just, just an idea. I'm not, I'm not claiming to be parent of the year. I'm not claiming to be some kind of child whisperer. But I would think that because it's particularly harsh on children and because any idiot can just about figure that out for themselves, I would suggest it's a good idea not to take the children to to the place where the men, the big scary men in the uniforms may throw tear gas at you. Just an idea. And you probably shouldn't throw rocks at them either. Julie Linton, a spokeswoman for the American Academy of Pediatrics and a pediatrician, said that, In addition to watering eyes and a burning sensation in their throats and noses, children can have trouble breathing because of their smaller airways. Again, all relatively obvious stuff, I would have thought. Linton went on to say, and I quote, The US government is adding yet another layer of pain to a group of children that have already experienced trauma in their home country and throughout their journey to the US. So I thought, well, this unnecessary trauma, this unnecessary pain that is being, this chemical warfare that is being waged upon immigrant children, even though they're not immigrants, they're migrants. They're quite obviously not part of the immigration policy because they aren't immigrants, they are migrants. And despite the Huffington Post 
saying without evidence, without clarification, without any argument, without any references, without any citations whatsoever that they're all asylum seekers. What we do have is, in fact, evidence to the contrary on tape many, many times over of usually men saying that we are, we, we are seeking asylum because we are international workers. We are migrant workers. We, we are here for a job, which, of course, disqualifies them from being treated as asylum seekers, unfortunately, rightly or wrongly. So, of course, uh, the person, the, you know, the inner sense of justice in me thought, well, this unnecessary chemical warfare that's being waged against migrants across the border, uh, it, it obviously has to stop. I mean, this is not something that America could put up with. And I'm sure if this were going on previously, then all of these doctors would have, they would have been, you know, marching in the streets with all of this unnecessary trauma. I'm sure if this were going on previously, the cameras would have been rolling back then as well, because this is somewhat of a crime against humanity. Conducting chemical warfare against migrant children, ladies and gentlemen. The Washington Times, also in the show notes, so you can read along. Tear gas used once a month at border under Obama. Once a month. Once a month. This is. I think this is the first time. How long has Trump been in office? About 21 months, thereabouts. So he's definitely below the average. He's batting below average. The same tear gas agent that the Trump administration is taking heat for deploying against a border mob this weekend is actually used fairly frequently. Now, again, if we're going to be fair... They use the term border mob. Um, if we could direct this article, if you want to share this with CNN, uh, specifically Brooke Baldwin, she will tell us whether or not it classifies as a mob. I'm not sure anymore. I'm not sure if people are running up to a boundary, approaching guards, screaming, chanting, throwing rocks at them. I'm not sure if that qualifies as a mob anymore. I don't know really what qualifies as a mob anymore, according to CNN. So I'm afraid uh, if you do want clarification on that, I'm not the guy. Head over to Brooke Baldwin, hit her up. She'll let you know what is a mob and what isn't. Against a border mob this weekend is actually fairly, is actually used fairly frequently, including more than once a month during the later years of President Barack Obama's administration, according to Homeland Security data. Yes, you know those far right wing Nazi bigots, Homeland Security? You know that, that conspiracy website known as Homeland Security Data? They're the ones saying it, not me. Don't blame me. I'm not pushing fake news. U.S. Customs and Border Protection has used CS gas uh, since 2010 and deployed it 26 times in fiscal 2012 and 27 times in 2013. The use dropped after that but was still deployed three times in 2016, Mr. Obama's final full year in office. Well, at least on his way out, he stopped gassing the migrant children, ladies and gentlemen. At least, at least by the final year of his presidency, he came to his senses. Suddenly the world awoke and came to a new age of enlightenment where they got together and realized that it was wrong to wage chemical warfare on innocent migrants thousands of miles away who are in a part of an imaginary caravan that will never approach the US and isn't a threat whatsoever, according to Barack Obama only a few weeks ago. Use of CS rose again in fiscal 2017, which was split between Mr. Obama and Mr. Trump, and reached 29 deployments in fiscal 2018, which ended two months ago, 
according to CBP data seen by the Washington Times. Border authorities also use another agent, pepper spray, frequently including a decade-high record of 151 instances in 2013, also under Mr. Obama. A decade-high, a new record for Barack Obama, former President Barack Obama. Pepper spray, 151 lashes back in 2013. Chemical warfare against innocent migrant children, ladies and gentlemen. The data poses a challenge to the current anger over the Border Patrol's use of tear gas Sunday to prevent a mob from busting through sections of old border fence in California. This is, that's where I disagree with this article. Poses a challenge to the current anger? Now, if you're listening to uh, myself or James R., who I host, uh, co-host a show with, uh, Trust and Verify, on a Sunday night, and if you want to check that out, you can do so. Follow TAV Show on Twitter. We were talking about this weeks ago, the effect that the media would have in portraying the events in a certain way, in a certain light, in order to try and mould and manipulate public perception. This is, this is not some kind of conspiracy theory. It is indeed what the media does on a daily basis for just about everything. Sometimes it's for the good, sometimes it's for the worse, sometimes it's because you agree with the party line, sometimes it's because you go against it, whatever it is. Finding these days very, very straight up and down reporting of events such as this, as evidenced by the photo in the first article from the Washington, from the Huffington Post, pardon me, I guess they kind of blend in together after a few years of reading them. But as evidenced by the photo in the Huffington Post article that we referenced earlier, when you've got cameras on tripods being set up in very, very specific locations in order to, quote-unquote, catch the action, well, it's not hard to see what's going on here, is it? And when the author of this piece says, the data poses a challenge to the current anger over the Border Patrol's use of tear gas, I would say, of course it doesn't. It's not going to be a challenge. It's not going to be a challenge whatsoever to Donald Trump's detractors. It's not going to be a challenge to those who yearn for a society without any kind of border protection. It's not going to be a challenge at all for the advocates of you know free movement of people across nations, whether they call them asylum seekers or migrants or immigrants, whatever the flavor of the day is, whatever, whatever term is politically convenient to use at that particular time. It's not going to pose a challenge at all. They'll just ignore it. Of course, they'll ignore the statistics. Or if you bring it up, they'll just scream, what about ism? <laughs> what about ism? <sighs> you, don't, you don't believe me? Look at the other story that's making news lately. Ivanka Trump. Here's a copy paster in Melbourne's most left-leaning newspaper. Ivanka Trump says lock her up doesn't apply in her case. Ivanka Trump defended her use of a private email account as she was moving into an advisor's position in her father's administration, saying that it could not be cared to the, uh, not be compared to the flap over from the, to the flap. <laughs> it was just a flap. It wasn't. It wasn't a real issue. Ah, it was some some conservatives pouncing. That's all it was. The flap over former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's private email server, and that lock her up doesn't apply to her. All of my emails are stored and preserved, she says. There were no deletions. 
The Washington Post reported this month that Ivanka Trump sent hundreds of emails about government business from a personal email account last year to White House aides, cabinet members and her assistant, many in violation of public records rules. Quote, there is no restriction of using personal email, she said. In fact, we're instructed that if we receive an email to our personal account that could relate to government work, you simply just forward it to your government account so it can be archived. Now, in the copy-paster's defence, they actually do write this here. Clinton used a personal email account linked to a private server at her home in Chappaqua. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. The FBI found classified information in some of the emails that were sent or received through her private server. Clinton deleted thousands of emails that she and her lawyers decided were personal or unrelated to her work as Secretary of State before she turned over thousands of other emails to federal investigators. She said she had been unaware of the rules against using private email to conduct the public's business. Well, at least uh, Ivanka is aware of the rules, apparently. She she happily said, no, this is what they tell us. (laughs) So I guess that's one instance where the story is different. Ivanka Trump was asked by ABC News, quote, so the idea of lock her up doesn't apply to you? In you know, in a in a, a very in the very usual way that corporate media will address such serious topics with very intellectually based questions, hard hitting questions. So lock her up? Does it apply to you? Huh? <laughs> no, she replied. <laughs> now, I I imagine that you know potentially hundreds of thousands of people have wasted good breath trying to explain the differences in this story here. Has it made it, has anybody changed their mind? In relation to that previous article from uh, the Washington Times that, you know, that said the data poses a challenge to the current anger over the Border Patrol's use of tear gas. Of course it doesn't. And the Ivanka Trump story, despite being obviously different in every conceivable way, well, it's just the same thing. <laughs> now, the funny thing about this is you could very easily just say, okay, well, uh, you know, my, my Donald Trump hating friend, if James, Comey, if James Comey is an honorable man like you say he is, and this honorable man said no reasonable prosecutor would charge Hillary Clinton over the email scandal like he did say, and as you say, the Ivanka Trump email scandal is the exact same as the Hillary one, then what the hell are you talking about? Where's the scandal here? At which point you know the way the conversation's going to go. You'll likely be called a hypocrite, despite the fact that you're pointing out the hypocrisy. You'll be, you'll be called, you'll, something will be said about whataboutism despite the fact that you've tried to explain that the two cases are obviously very different. And then you may get called a racist or a bigot. Why, why are they using tear gas down at the border and you'll be back at square one where you started? So, you know, pointing out these kinds of realities don't pose any challenges for those who make these claims. They, they simply march on. They are, they are completely, you know, determined to ignore any potential quote-unquote, you know, risk or challenge that presents to their narrative. I'm not saying it's ideal, 
but of course you shouldn't be surprised when it happens. I'm not sure that there's necessarily anything you can do about it now. For a whole host of reasons. I guess you and I are in the same boat. We just have to plow on, point it out when we see it, and hopefully, fingers crossed, even though it goes against all good judgment, well, maybe, maybe, maybe some people along the way, in ever-increasing numbers, will get sick of being lied to repeatedly to the point of insult over and over again. But I always was an optimist. Thanks for joining us, guys. If you want to keep in touch, please do so on Twitter. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. If you'd like to become a subscriber of the show, please hit that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And if you'd like to become a supporter, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Boogie Bumper. Remember, tomorrow night, 11pm Eastern, the free-for-all, the live recording... I will put out a tweet a few hours earlier asking for your contributions. It's always my favourite part of the show, some of the articles you guys send in, and there's lots more interaction. Hopefully you can join us then. Until then, guys, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.